Hello, everyone. Good morning and welcome to um, our Sunday morning worship service. Um, if you've been with us at CLC for many years or maybe you're new and, and, and you caught this channel by uh, accident, we welcome you here. Um, we're so excited to be here this morning and just uh, worshiping as a church family together. And um, for those of you who maybe it slipped your mind, I know the days are kind of blending, but today is Palm Sunday, um, the first day of Holy Week. And, and as we celebrate Palm Sunday together and, and prepare our hearts um, for Good Friday and Easter that's coming up later this week, um, we remember our Lord Jesus Christ, um, the Lord who, who paid the penalty for our sin um, and died on the cross, but also who rose again, who, who claimed victory over sin and death. And that is the good news of Jesus. And, and so if, if you've never heard that before, um, I invite you to, to listen this morning. We're going to be uh, celebrating and worshiping our God, the God who saves, um, the God who loves you so much and um, wants to know you. And so um, this morning we're going we're gonna to kick off with some musical worship and... I invite you again, just like last week, to take whatever posture you need to be able to worship. Um, I know that with everybody home now, it's kind of crazy with maybe kids running around or, or you need to do this and that. But whatever it may be, I invite you to, to take that posture to meet with God this morning. And if it's, if it's uh, just listening, listening to the words that we're singing, that's okay if it's singing at the top of your lungs because uh, no one will hear you and you have no shame. That is absolutely okay too. Um, but we wanna we wanna invite you into that with us this morning. Um, one quick thing before I pray to to get us started, we we thought it would be cool this week to um, invite you to participate a little bit more, engage a little bit more. And so uh, as the slides come up. Um, you'll see there's a, it's like key of blank right underneath the title. And so if you have instruments in your house, if you um, have a guitar or a keyboard or something and you want to just play along, you can even mute me. It really doesn't matter. Um, but play with, play along with us and, and engage your, your family and your household in that way too. I think it could be a fun new thing that you guys do together. Um, but yes, let me, let me pray and we'll get started. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you are a good father who loves his children. Lord, we thank you that um, you sent your son Jesus to the cross to save us, but also to save the world, Lord. We're going through um, crazy things in this world right now. And, it, and, and it's really easy to be discouraged and really easy to lose hope, Lord. Um, but in this time, I pray that you would draw near to us. I pray that you would um, show us your love. I pray that you would point us to Jesus, who is our ultimate hope, when we see nothing around us, Lord. And so help us to feel your presence this morning. I pray that you're overwhelming love would flow into every household this morning as we lift up your name in worship. We thank you so much for who you are again, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's worship.
Thank you, Jesus, for being the Lord of all. I didn't know about you, but sometimes I've, I've felt like, um, actually, even this week, to be honest, this week, there have been times where I felt like, wow, I am so sinful. Um, I, I've fallen short. I haven't done what I have said I, I was going to do. Um, and there are moments where I wanted to run away from God and be like, I, I, I can't even talk to you. <laughs> I can't even come to you because I'm so ashamed because um, I can't believe I said that or I can't believe I acted that way. And it was really easy to just hide away and be like, God, I'm not worthy of you. Um, but in those moments, it's when God came to me and draw near to me and reminded me of how much more I need to cling to him, how much more I need the gospel, how much more I need him. And I don't know about you, if you've ever felt that way, um, or even looking at the circumstances around us and, and you look at the world and, and it, sometimes it seems so messed up and there's no hope. Um, I'm reminded of the fact that all the more we need to cling to Jesus, who is our hope. Um, and so as we sing this next song, I, I invite you to do that, to cry out to him, to proclaim his name, and to say, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest place.
final song that we're going to sing this morning is a song that I personally love and I, I, I love it because I feel like it captures the, the heart of the gospel so clearly and so beautifully. The song talks about a God who 
who loves radically and who pursues relentlessly and who seeks after the lost at no cost. And that is the God that we are worshiping this morning. And, and, I, and I felt really strongly that God was putting on my heart to say to all of you this morning that you are loved by God. God loves you. He loves you so much that he sent Jesus to come and to give us new life, to come and give us a second chance. There is nothing that we can do, um, no thing so bad that can separate us from the love of God. And this morning, he wants you to know that he sees you and he wants to know you and he wants you to know that he loves you. And so my prayer this morning is that as we're singing this song, even if you're just listening to the words, um, that you would experience the overwhelming, never-ending love of God with you this morning, that his presence would be with you. And again, as I pray that his love would just flow into every room, every household, every circle this morning. Um, and so as we sing it this morning, let's just, let's just proclaim the, the, the amazing love of God this morning. so so kind to me 
shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Snow wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Snow shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, We thank you so much for your never-ending love that knows no bounds, Lord, that there is nothing that we can do to separate us from your love. And Lord, we thank you today for what you did on that cross. We thank you that you are the ultimate true hope in our lives, Lord, and we pray that we would remember that in these times of uncertainty and these times of worry, Lord, we remember to look to you, Jesus, the God who saves and the God who is our hope. We lift up the rest of this day, the service. Um, would you speak to us? Would be open? Would we be open to receiving your word this morning? Um, and we give you this day, and we hope that you are glorified through it, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now I'd like to uh, invite up the very one and only Denny Lai. All right, sorry about that. Some te technical difficulties on my part. Um, so let's get started. So good morning, CLC. Happy Palm Sunday. Um, coming to you live from California Speedway with my trusty buddy, Lightning McQueen. Um, this is What's Cooking. So given that, you know, Lightning McQueen is explosive and I was figuring, you know, we'd have an explosive start to your Sunday morning. Um, this is uh, our guest host for the morning. So as he always says, ka-chow. So uh, simply put, the mission statement here at CLC uh, is to make disciples who love God, love people, and who serve the world. And especially given the circumstances and the times that we're in, um, we are a church that would love to get to know you. And for all the families that have been with us um, Thus far, if this is your first time, we'd love to get to know you. And one way that we can seek to do that is through the church website, christianlayman.org. Um, we'd love to hear any prayer requests or praises or even God sightings that you've had in the past week. Um, we'd love to reach out and get to know you. And so you can do so through our contact us. Just leave a comment, uh, ping us, and we'd love to uh, hear more about you. Um, so... Given, um, so, you know, some of our announcements this morning include the um, CLC e-bulletin, 
So one, one of the announcements that have been circulating week in and week out is 10 ways to help. And continue to emphasize that, that in a time where, um, you know, we have um, a lot of different uncertainties, um, different families are facing different obstacles. And, you know, it's not only 10 ways to help, but also 10 ways that you can be helped. And, you know, we are all in this together. Uh, we are one church family. And, you know, among the many things that you can do um, that are highlighted on the 10 ways to help or be helped is to reach out to your neighbors, uh, to show them a little love, um, to be able to um, just write cards or write notes or even just reach out um, to just the different people here in our community. Um, it's definitely very much appreciated. And, you know, this is, uh, this is what we're about. This is our church family and this is our congregation. Um, and we want to be able to, uh, to extend that love and to really embody the church mission statement of serving the world and serving our, our friends and family here <clears throat> at CLC. So uh, one of our announcements this um, you know, in addition to be able to help out even with our own church community is through uh, one of our partner organizations, Harbor House. So Harbor House um, is currently uh, providing virtual tutoring for a lot of the kids in the community who are part of the program. Um, just in this time when there's a lot of shelter at home and, and a lot of children at home and, you know, just being homeschooled, they're providing a lot of different services to make education more accessible. And one of the needs that they have currently is provision of equipment. Um, and so any Chromebooks, any laptops, any tablets that you have additional that are not being used or even just gently used, um, they definitely could very much appreciate that. Um, they're also, um, you can also help reach out um, through uh, monetary contributions, um, through ways that continue to support their ability to reach out to the youth here in our community here in the Bay Area. Another announcement that we have um, is our summer um, program for through Children's Ministry. So while, um, you know, this could very much likely be uh, a virtual children's program this summer, nonetheless, um, the children's ministry team, um, Jessica, Cindy, and Cecil have been hard at work uh, putting together the program and definitely um, could really use some help as well. And so if you have any inkling of just wanting to be able to help and really uh, serve the children here in our community, definitely please reach out to Cindy. Um, also at this time, um, you know, definitely there are many ways to help, um, like I mentioned, and there's definitely a lot of need in our community, but also uh, we want to be able to love upon uh, just each and every member of our community as well. Um, and so one way that uh, we can also continue to just help, you know, city team with their um, Amazon wish list of, of things that they can continue to contribute or just other partner organizations or even just uh, Christian layman right now through uh, just church service and ministry and the different programs um, here at Christian Layman, um, definitely please make sure um, to uh, just also have the ability to reach out through christianlayman.org backslash give um, as a way uh, to continue to just contribute to, um, you know, the different programs here at Christian Layman. Um, hope everyone's keeping safe. I'm definitely missing you guys a lot. Definitely uh, miss hearing the, uh, you know, the laughter and the uh, occasional eye rolls that I see out there. Um, with the high quality jokes that get produced week in and week out. Um, but definitely uh, hoping all of you are well, stay safe. And now to uh, introduce a man who needs no introduction, the sharpshooter himself, um, Pastor Calvin. Well, good morning, everyone. How is everyone doing? Considering the circumstances we are in, I hope you are making the best of staying home and staying safe. For me, although we have been sheltered in place for about three weeks now, it sure feels longer. And all of my normal routines and rhythms have been totally disrupted. I'm, I'm naturally an introvert, but I have to admit, I'm getting stir crazy. There's only so many Zoom meetings, K-dramas, and video games I can take. And this is kind of pathetic. I'm I'm losing track of what day of the week it is. I guess I'm kind of experiencing what retirement must feel like. What I'm really bummed out, though, is, is that I was really looking forward to the BTS Map of the Soul concert this month. But now with shelter in place, that's not going to happen. Now, on a more serious note, my hope is that for this moment right now, we can find refuge from the abnormal circumstances around us to refocus 
to reset ourselves in the presence of God, to imagine you are in the arms of God now and in the safety of his sanctuary, away from the craziness that surrounds us outside. So before we hear from the word of God, let me pray for us to prepare for that time. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we call upon the Holy Spirit to reign now, to open our eyes, open our ears, open our minds to experience what you want us to experience. Most important, open our hearts to feel your love that surpasses all knowledge. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. Amen. For Christians all over the world, this is the season of Lent, a time where we reflect on our Lord Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for us. Today is Palm Sunday, the day we celebrate Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. In the book of Matthew, in chapter 21, we are told in verse 9, the crowds that lined the streets shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The word Hosanna is not a common word we use in our daily language. Hosanna is the Hebrew word meaning save us. The people were looking with great expectation for Jesus to save them from their difficult life circumstances. Many were likely wondering, was Jesus for real? Was he legit? Can he take care of our needs, whether physical or socioeconomical? Can he save us from political and racial persecution? Can we put our hope and trust in him? Like the people in the streets back then, each person has to make that decision for themselves. We cannot inherit that kind of belief that will save us. No one can make that choice for us. So an important question for everyone to think about do you truly believe Jesus is authentic? Is Jesus worthy to follow? Is he for real? And I have to proclaim to you, yes, Jesus is worthy. He is worthy because he has been tested and testified to be legit. In the Bible, stories tell us Jesus had ministered for three years with his disciples, demonstrating he was worthy by who he truly was and is and by his wise teaching and amazing miracles. From the get-go, immediately after Jesus was baptized, God allowed his son to be tested by Satan, who attacked him in the area of three common needs that we all have. And these attacks were physical, emotional, and mental. Each time, Jesus did not fail. He did not sin and proved he is worthy as the son of God. For us, in times of crisis, like we are experiencing in real time now, our basic needs can be a problem to manage, let alone even meet if we just rely on our own usual resources, like our friends, our family, our bank accounts, our government. Let us seize the opportunity now to see Jesus as our ultimate solution who is ever-present and all-powerful, to reset, to refocus on Jesus and know he is our true hope. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn together to chapter 4 in the book of Matthew, and we're going to start with verse 1 and see how Jesus can help us in our struggle to meet our basic needs and give us hope when we are in a crisis like today. Starting with verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So from these verses... The first attack was on the need for sustenance, which is a physical need. Jesus was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. He was fasting. So at the end of those 40 days, it's reasonable to, to, to understand that he would be hungry. I mean, Jesus is God, but he is also human, just like us. 
Hunger is a basic need. We have to eat to live. And we, when we get hungry, our bodies tell us we need food for nourishment. For many of us, I don't think feeding ourselves is a real problem. Many of us are good with satisfying our physical hungers. Sometimes we eat good food, and sometimes we don't eat good food. I think we have a bigger problem of overindulging or being excessive in a consumption. I mean, it's hard to put that bag of chips down once you start with that first one, right? Our need to consume can get so bad, it can lead to addictions or hoarding. When this shelter in place was first announced, people panicked and hoarded food, cleaning products, and of all things, toilet paper. I have to confess, when we were told to stay at home, I had a craving for bread. But every time I went to the store to stock our pantry, the bread shells were bare. But finally, on this one particular outing at my local supermarket, I saw three loaves of whole wheat bread. You can imagine how big my eyes became when I saw those loaves. My heart leapt with joy to see that bread. And I have to admit, my sin nature almost took over because I was tempted to grab all three loaves. But I resisted. I did the Asian thing. I politely left one. Just kidding, just kidding. I only took one loaf. Now, going back to our passage, Jesus says hunger is not just physical, but it is also spiritual. That spiritual needs are important, if not even more vital than physical ones. Verse 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus has spent 40 days and 40 nights with God fasting, charging himself up so he could begin his mission for God and do battle with Satan. So from Jesus' example, we are reminded we should spend time with God in God's word and prayer. And I know when I say this, this is so basic for many of us. We have heard this so many times. The question is, for most of us, are we actually doing it? How are we doing feeding ourselves spiritually? Now, after saying that, I want to take a moment to speak to some of you, maybe all of you. There are many among us who are busier now than ever before. And I don't want to be adding to your to-do list. Some of you are working at home now and trying to keep your family in control so they don't video bomb your Zoom calls or cooking more meals now when you once could go out to eat. Some of you have children, so you are now homeschooling on top of everything else. Some of you, I'm sure, are thinking, Pastor Calvin, I don't have any more time with everything going on now in my life with this crisis. I'm just trying to survive. I just want to say, I understand. That's okay. Do the best you can. I still want to encourage you to try to find time for sure for yourselves and to add time with Jesus. Whether it is in the morning before anyone in your home is awake or later in the evening when everyone is asleep. Maybe for families, this is an opportunity to have devotions together. Nothing elaborate, but simply just read the Bible out loud together. And then pray, maybe five minutes, maybe longer. Start small and let it grow. God's word never returns void. We cannot allow ourselves to spiritually starve. Satan would be happy if we do that. Having time with Jesus is the better option, which helps bring hope to our unusual times and circumstances. Important for me to point out that every time Satan tempted Jesus in our story, Jesus responded with scripture. Our natural abilities will not work against spiritual forces, but the word of God is our sword and our daily bread. So feed on his word. After physical needs, the next need is for security. And we see this in Matthew 4, verses 5 to 7. We all need a sense of safety and protection. 
we experience this the first day we enter into this world when we are born. Infants are immediately swaddled with blankets to keep them warm and secure. And in our story, Satan attacks Jesus' security. Starting from verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And on their hands, they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Satan asked Jesus to jump off the roof of the temple. That's kind of crazy. And I, and told him that God would protect him, save him from crashing into the ground. And Jesus, to his credit, countered, I will not test God this way by doing something reckless like what you, Satan, is asking me to do. Following Jesus does mean we should trust God. Trusting God means being in the center of God's will so that we are neither unwisely reckless nor overly cautious. Faith does not mean we can willy-nilly do crazy things like what Satan asked Jesus to do here. Expecting God will come through or bail us out in whatever we want to do. If Jesus did not test God, we should not. God will certainly ask us at times to take risks for him. But we have to make sure we use wise diligence and discernment that we truly heard from God and not from other voices. Feeling secure is an emotional need. When we don't feel secure, we experience anxiety and fear, both very powerful emotions, which can paralyze and freeze us. God often has to remind his people to not fear or be anxious. Jesus promises us he will always be with us. But in our nature, in our brokenness, we still fear. During this health crisis, Many are afraid of the unknown future. There are enough things in life that cause us to worry. And something that is unseen and unknown like this virus pandemic, our sense of security and safety is threatened. To have peace, to overcome our fears, we need to receive peace from Jesus. Jesus can help us to refocus when our security is unsettled by things we have no control over. A place where I get to reset myself, to find peace and quiet is in my garden. I I love to grow things, to plant things. And especially now that it's springtime, a lot of things are blooming. I have roses, azaleas, orchids to name a few plants. When I see flowers blooming, like the orchids, I'm reminded new life will come. And I am filled with joy and hope. I see the beauty of God's creation in the flowers and remember the lilies of the field that have no worries. This gives me great comfort and peace. In my garden, I can experience more of Jesus and know what he meant in John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Peace is not the absence of trouble. It is the presence of Christ in the midst of that trouble. So I invite you to find your own garden experience to discover more of Jesus and receive the amazing peace and hope he offers. Something I'm starting to notice in my neighborhood when I take my walks, that more and more people are sitting in their cars to escape the confines of their homes so that they can have alone time all by themselves, away from their families, sitting in their cars. Maybe that will be your garden experience. Or maybe it's in the shower when you're alone in the bathroom. Because if you're like me, there have been many times where I've had touching moments with God, crying as I'm taking a shower as God reaches out to me. Whatever that is for you, just go and spend time with Jesus. 
the last attack was on the need for significance. And back to chapter 4 in Matthew, reading from uh, verses 8 to 11. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed them all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Desiring significance is a psychological condition. It's a, it's a mental need. We all want to be known, to know that we matter to someone to have significance and acceptance, to have a purpose in life bigger than ourselves. We all desire to want to make a difference in this world. Here, Satan tempted Jesus by offering him power and fame, hoping Jesus will want to make himself uber significant. We often believe having power and authority will give us the significance we desire, but we can fall into the trap of seeking glory for ourselves and that pursuit of significance in the things we do. Our egos get so big that our pride makes us think we are better than anyone else when we are not. And even as pastors, we can try to please people over pleasing God so we can feel more important than we really are, even cherishing that we are put on a pedestal by others. And that's wrong. That's why before Jesus went into the desert to be tempted by Satan, Jesus needed to hear these affirming words from God, the Father, when he was baptized. And this is recorded for us in the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 3, verse 17. God said, this is my son, this is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. God told Jesus he was significant. Not because he had done anything yet, but just for being his son. Some of you, I believe, need to hear this right now. During this crisis, some of you may be feeling isolated, lonely, frantic. You are wondering if anyone cares. Why has no one called me or asked me? How are you doing? It is important for all of us to reach out to others during this unusual season. I am encouraged by the many stories of how our members are checking up on people and making others feel significant. I hope this becomes a new habit that will continue even after all this clears up. I was uh, personally touched when um, some young adult reached out to me and sent me this text. And I'm going to share it with you right now. Hey, Pastor Calvin, on behalf of the Young Adult Home Group, we'd like to ask how we can be supporting the elderly CLC community during these coming weeks, whether it be running errands or help with technology or other things. Would you be able to help get a gauge or list of things we can do? To clarify, we are not insinuating that you are part of said elderly community. Ha ha. I know is well meant and I just, I do realize and acknowledge I am in that high risk category now, but it felt good that someone actually cared and actually was texting me and people have been calling me, emailing me, and I appreciate that. So I want to encourage you all that Jesus knows how you are feeling and that your identity is not based on your job title or your role in your family or how smart you are, how successful you are how you look, none of this matters except for one thing. God loves you and he's pleased with you, not for what you do, but being simply his child. If you know Jesus and Jesus knows you, your identity is in him alone. To help us understand um, what having our identity in Jesus Christ means, I want to show you this, this security badge. This identification badge, for me, is a, a metaphor for what Jesus is for us. Now, I needed this badge when I worked for a time for the county jail system in their dental clinics. 
it identified to others who I was. Correctional officers and inmates knew this when I wore this badge, that I was under the umbrella of protection and authority of the, of the Department of Correction. I remember the reality of how those cold steel doors were shut behind me as I went deeper and deeper into the prison facilities. I sensed all the security cameras and officers watching me as I walked past them. But something I had to really get used to was all the curious eyes of the inmates watching me stroll through their prison grounds to get to the clinic. What was reassuring to me was this badge allowed me to not just get in, but allowed me to get out. As this security badge was my ticket to get out of jail, Jesus is our ticket to leave this earthly jail and enter the gates of heaven. Death plays no favorites. No one can escape that fate unless you have Jesus. Jesus for sure is our savior when we die. But in the meantime, here and now, we can experience his peace and power on earth. If you have not made Jesus your savior yet, I encourage you to make that decision today. Don't wait till tomorrow what you can do today. John 3.16 gives this promise. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And that is a hope we can hold on to now and for all seasons when we worship Jesus. From Matthew 4, verses 10 to 11, we are told to worship God alone. And when we worship God, Satan runs away. Like oil and water, the two cannot mix. Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. During this time of confusion and chaos, let us look to Jesus with new eyes. Where the devil is death, Jesus is life. For some of us, these current times are merely an inconvenience. But let us not forget those whose lives are endangered. For those who have no risk factors, be thankful and pray for those who are very vulnerable health-wise. Be grateful if you can work at home while having empathy for those who cannot. For those who can shelter at home, remember those who have no home. Be thankful if you are living on margin that you have saved, but also provide for others who cannot. Although we miss physically hugging one another, let's pray for God's help to figure out creative ways to love our neighbors just like ourselves. Let us choose love over fear, hope over despair. Amen. On this Palm Sunday, let's shout with the crowd, Hosanna in the highest. Jesus, come save us because he is worthy and Lord of all. Jesus is our hope in crisis. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time to, to know that you love us and be reminded of your son Jesus who went to the cross for our sake. We thank you, Lord, for your tremendous grace and mercy during this time. And I want to pray these words from the Apostle Paul from Ephesians. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you, Pastor Calvin, for that, that message and that reminder, just pointing us back to Jesus, who is our hope and who is our light. Um, we're going we're gonna to continue and just uh, respond with one more song of musical worship. And, and I invite you to just, yeah, to keep doing that, to keep focusing on, on Jesus Christ, who is the cornerstone of our faith um, and our, in our true living hope. So let's sing.
So at this point in our service, it would normally be where I kick it over to someone to do the benediction. And, and we normally um, we normally say this over our congregation to bless them as they go into the week. But one thing we thought that might be a little bit cool to try this week is not just to say the benediction, but to sing the benediction. Um, there, there was uh, some people who recently released a song that um, put scripture to music. And I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, memorizing scripture can be hard. <laughs> um, but it's always easier when there's a melody in the back of my mind just um, singing along with it. And so this morning we're going we're gonna to sing this benediction from Numbers 6. Um, it says, The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And we're only going to sing it a few times. It's a really simple melody, but I, I invite you to, to, one, receive it, um, but also to sing along. And, and, and as you sing it, just to be singing that blessing, proclaiming that blessing over um, yourself and over your family and over our, um, our world this morning. So here it goes. blessing over your family all throughout this week. Um, well, we just want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, it's just been a blast. I know we can't see each other, but I imagine it's been a blast to be worshiping with you in all of our different um, homes and different areas. And, and maybe you're tuning in from um, not even California, maybe just around the world. And so um, we're just so grateful for this time. And we're just excited to continue worshiping with you as we head into Easter next week. And so um, keep an eye out for any announcements, any things that, that are happening in our church and ways to get connected on our Facebook group and the e-news. Um, and just have a blessed, blessed Sunday. Uh, we hope to see you again next week. <laughs>